My name is Jonathan Hall. I'm an educational technologist at the Center for New Media Teaching and Learning. This is Brian O'Hagan, uh, Media and Production Coordinator at said center. He'll be in the driver's seat here as we go through uh, a bit of a, a bit of a demo and a, a, a bit of a show and tell. So this session, this session is simply blogging. Uh, we uh, want to just start with the very uh, basics uh, of what a blog is and what we think. Uh, the potentials are for using blogs in an educational context. And then we want to do a quick uh, uh, demo of how you can create a blog using free third-party services in about uh, five minutes. Um, sometimes it takes ten, um, but we're hoping for five. Uh, and then we want to do a little, like I said, show and tell, show you some of the things uh, folks are doing with blogs uh, here on campus. Um, both. Uh, uh, in sort of the faculty realm, people doing uh, just, you know, sort of logging their research, and in the classroom realm where, where students are actually uh, getting involved in, in collaboratively working on, on uh, blogs or, or things like that. Um, so uh, I guess we should start uh, with our sort of simplistic question here, uh, what is a blog? Uh, the word blog now is very mainstream. It was uh, Merriam-Webster's 2004 Word of the Year, um, uh, news to which uh, the folks at the Oxford English Dictionary responded, well, maybe it was the word of 2003, but I hardly think it was the word of 2004. Um, so take that for what it is. Uh, I will add, just as a plug for our next uh, session, that the OED's uh, Word of the Year for 2005 was, in fact, podcast. So that's our next <laughs> session, if you want to know what that's all about. Um, it's coming up. But uh, the, the, the word blog um, is a contraction of the word web and the word log. And uh, it's an ugly word and, in fact, has a whole bunch of ugly brethren here that it sort of uh, spawned. So we have uh, trackback, pings. I heard someone asking about RSS. Uh, stands for really simple syndication. It's a companion technology of blogs, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, towards the end. But our point here is, is really to say that um, you don't need to know what all that stuff is in order to uh, start to think about and appreciate how you might use uh, blogging in your personal lives, professional and intellectual lives, and uh, even in the, in the classroom uh, in, in your teaching. Um, so uh, back to my, again, basic question. What is a blog? A lot of us have notions of what a blog is. It's a, a diary. So it's you see a lot of blogs out there that are kind of uh, exhibitionist, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brian's rants, uh, Jonathan's ramblings. Uh, you see, see a lot of that kind of stuff out there. Um, but since, you know, 2002, 2003, we started seeing blogs become more of like uh, community sites. So you do see uh, blogs around particular topics of interest, exotic pets, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of blogging that went on around particular candidates in the uh, big elections of 2004. Um, and then uh, the third type of, of uh, blog that we may have encountered in a lot of, uh, uh, in some of our, you know, uh, playing around on the web is this social commentary blog or the analytical types of blogs that are, that are out there. There are some blogs that are sort of, um, uh, sort of parasitic to other media. So there are, there are folks who write blogs that are sort of intended to provide some 
um, measure of analysis on, uh, say, more mainstream media sources that are out there. People who do, you know, fact-checking, who do critical work on how a particular news story is presented or that kind of thing. Um, so you, we know those, those kinds of types, but I'd like to present just a more generalized definition of what a blog is in order to start thinking about, um, like I said, some of the places that, that we think a blog can really uh, uh, become a, a learning enterprise uh, for students. Um, and so my, my simplified definition is, is this. A blog is a website. There are three important things. A blog is a website, so it's out there on the web. Um, it is built of discrete entries, um, dated, time-stamped entries, sometimes categorized entries. Um, so in other words, a blog is built incrementally over time um, through writing little pieces. And uh, third, a blog typically allows uh, readers or its readership to somehow interact with the content of that blog, so posting comments, for example. And some of those other things, those other words up there, um, pings and trackbacks and, and feeds to some degree, have to do with that interactive uh, sort of nature of blogs. And with that description, I think uh, we can just spend a couple of minutes uh, suggesting some of the reasons uh, or, or places in which we think uh, blogs actually extend uh, some of our, our capabilities for uh, creating uh, like learning activities, learning environments um, with, with technology and with blog technology in particular. So the first one is that um, a, a blog is... Uh, like I sort of alluded to, is by its nature a work in progress. So if you were to ask a student to write a blog uh, during the course of a term and you would give certain constraints for how they would use that blog, what they would produce is not some finished final product setting down, you know, this is, this is my thesis and this is, you know, my research to support that thesis, but rather they would produce a narrative of their thinking over the course of a term. Um, Another thing that a blog encourages by virtue of being on the web and being uh, the medium that it is, is interlinkages between um, the blog, the, the text that the say, student or faculty member is, is writing, and other things out there on the web. So um, just part of the nature of the web and the nature of hypertext in general is that I can use my um, little forum here that I'm, I'm writing, I'm producing a blog, to um, do some analytical or critical work on other things out there and actually link directly to those things. So I'm, I'm actually building a sort of uh, uh, network of associations and things in the course of, of writing blog style. Um, the other thing, the uh, third thing by virtue of, of a blog being a website, is that you're really publishing a blog to a public forum. Uh, we've had a, a few questions during the day about, you know, how can you publish a blog um, sort of behind a screen where it's, it's um, only for the eyes of folks in a particular class. And, and you can do that kind of thing. Um, but in its sort of raw nature, a blog is put out there on the web for all to see. And crucially, a fourth point, that, that makes the audience for that blog theoretically uh, limitless. Though, so not that, you know, um, you know, just you know, publish a blog and all of a sudden get all this traffic to it. But you can imagine uh, a blog assignment uh, constructed around uh, 
not only, uh, say, a student putting their own work out in this public forum, but actually soliciting some kind of interaction from folks, experts, the public at large, who live sort of outside the academy walls. It's, it's one of the, the hopes we have in some disciplines, at least, that this technology can really break down some of the, the um, walls between you know, classroom and, and real life and the public at large. And you'll see some examples, uh, for example, a SEPA class on genocide prevention, where the, the goal of, of the blog that they do for that class is really to engage a wider community in, in sort of communicating and thinking about some of the ideas that, that they work on in, in the course. Um, so I think that's probably enough uh, talking about blogs in the abstract. Um, I just wanted to sort of seed your minds a little bit with some of the things that we've been thinking about at the, at the center. And uh, maybe now we can just show you um, a, a quick demo of how to create a blog, uh, like I said, very quickly using third-party services. And for that, we use the um, uh, Google's uh, web app tool called Blogger, blogger.com. Um, and there are a few reasons why we use Blogger. We actually use Blogger in some, some course blogs. Um, and our, our reasons uh, are at least threefold, if you want to go in. Get it, get it going. <clears throat> One blogger is a is a free service, um, so you can uh, publish and and have uh, blogger.com host your your blog for free. So for you know any kind of experimental or or, or personal use, it makes um, some sense uh, to to try this sort of low resource way of, of going at it. But more than that, um, the because this is a, a Google product, uh, I think I could make that link, um, it happens to be very reliable and very nicely designed. And so one of the goals when we introduce uh, technology for, for classroom use is that we really want the technology to be enabling and not stymieing. And it, this, uh, the Blogger app really, uh, we found, is very reliable and very easy to use. The third reason, uh, which is, uh, key uh, for folks at Columbia is that Blogger allows you to, um, again, it's, it's, it's free and everything else, but it also allows you to publish your blog back to your own web space. And so everyone who is a student, uh, faculty member, or staff member at Columbia has, by virtue of their affiliation with the university, some web space on Columbia's servers. So my personal space lives at columbia.edu slash tilde jh2203, my fortunate or unfortunate uni. Um, but all of you uh, who are Columbia folks will have that as well. And if uh, you're at another institution, you likely have web space that you can use, or else um, you, know, you can, you can uh, get web space other, other ways. Um, and Blogger, like I said earlier, does allow you to, uh, will host your blog for you if you don't have that web space. Um, just to show how easy it is to sort of create an account in Blogger, um, this is all the information you need to give. Um, you create a, create a username, create a password, um, give them your email address, and I've used this a long time and have not gotten spammed for it, so um, just so you know, I think they're fairly upstanding, at least at this time. Um, and you accept the terms of service, and all of a sudden you've got an account and you can create really an unlimited number of blogs. So you can actually set up your account as an instructor to 
be sort of an administrator of multiple student blogs if you if you wanted to. And we'll show you how, how easy that is again in just a second. But now uh, Brian's signed in. We've we pre-created an account um, just because we've been doing this workshop a lot. Um, but if <clears throat> and now he's he's signed in with that account from uh, from the, the blogger homepage. And now uh, we'll show you how easy a blogger makes it to create a blog if you just click the button that says create a blog. Here's where you make that choice between um, having blogger host your blog. So say I want to create a blog, uh, my afternoon blog. Um, I might give it uh, this URL, afternoonblog.blogspot.com. Uh, and that's, that's the way uh, Google sort of makes it possible for you to post your blog with them. It's going to end up at that address. Um, but what we want to do is use the advanced setup feature um, to publish our blog, like I said, over to Columbia's servers. And some of the advantages of, of doing that, um, or what I think is the, the primary advantage of doing that, is that um, while we think Blogger and Google will all be around a while and, and that you know it'll probably just improve and, and make things easier, um, it's nice to be able to take the, the sort of content that you're writing in your blog, whether you're a faculty member or a student, and really push it out into uh, your own domain, your own web space that you have um, privileges over that can never go away. Um, you know, Blogger will probably be around forever, but if it's not, your stuff is still safe uh, as, as HTML pages on your own. On your own server, and then you can, you know, you can even take that, and put it on a CD, archive it, what have you. Um, so we think it's nice just for, you know, sort of posterity to to be able to to uh, hold on to that stuff. But this is the the, the uh, advanced blog setup, uh, and again, it's a, really a, a minimal amount of information that you need to have and provide uh, to get started. So Brian's given it a title. He's selected that he wants it listed in the index of blogs that Blogger keeps, um, which means it will, you know, bubble up there in the search rankings and that kind of thing. Um, and he's named the FTP server, and for all of us at Columbia, it would be that same <coughs> server name. One other piece of information that Brian needs to provide to get this started is the path where he wants uh, that um, blog to be published, and so in, in many of our cases, if we were putting this on our uh, personal site, it would be a, you know, a series of folders with slashes ending in uh, tilde runi slash public underscore html. Again, I'm just saying that, throwing that out there. You may be familiar with using your own web space, in which case you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, but if you don't, again, just get in touch with us and we'll, we'll show you how, how that works. Um, and then he's given his blog a uh, uh, file name a name. Uh, this is just a convention in the web world. You don't have to use it, um, but he uses index.html, um, which essentially means that it is the primary uh, uh, web page in that directory. If you were to go to that directory without listing a file name, your browser, the, the server actually, would throw you to that page. So the blog would be the first thing you'd see in this case. Um, and then he's added below that the blog URL, the actual web address where the, the blog will live and where you would find it um, if, uh, if you were uh, you know, on the web just looking to view it. But now we're in the, in the, like, the editing uh, 
environment of our blog that we created. Um, and if you go to click to create a post, uh, you can see that writing in this environment is pretty much like using a, uh, an online uh, word processor. You have your typical formatting features here to create links. Um, and you can, um, depending on which browser you're using, you'll have options to in embed uh, photos uh, right into your blog. Uh, if you know HTML, you can embed photos uh, that way um, or do any sort of funky formatting <coughs> that you want. Um, you should know that under the uh, template tab, for ge uh, generally for creating the look and feel um, for your blog, if you um, do some of this HTML work or if you want to create a departmental blog that is going to have, you know, Columbia logo, department logo, etc., um, you can uh, fully customize uh, what that template is. And we'll show you some examples that we've created uh, with Blogger that have customized uh, templates uh, that, that are really designed for a particular uh, course. Um, generally, in this sort of master control panel of uh, uh, your Blogger blog, you have all kinds of options. You can put ads on your blog if you want, um, but you can also uh, you know, moderate comments, uh, set, set up uh, certain con configuration op options, like do you want anybody at all to be able to anonymously comment, or do you want just um, certain people to be able to comment. And one key thing is that over on the Members tab, um, uh, Blogger makes it very easy for you to create a blog with multiple auth authors. So if I want to create a single class blog where I have, you know, 12 students who are all going to participate in writing the same blog and say it's a, a topical, like, news blog or something. Um, I just enter those names in here, their email addresses, and they will get, I, uh, Brian went to the members tab, clicked add team member, and got to this form. And uh, he's just entering some email addresses of people he wants to invite to join his blog as authors. And those people will get an invitation via email come do the same thing, sign up for Blogger, and all of a sudden they'll be in as authors of this blog. So I have, thank you, I have an invitation pending in my, my email inbox. Um, and maybe you could just show what the finished blog looks like by clicking view blog. Um, we chose a, what, Blogger gives a lot of um, nicely designed uh, um, templates for you to choose from if you don't want to go the route of creating your own customized uh, template. Um, a lot of these templates are designed by premier people in, in the web design field. Um, so names you probably wouldn't recognize, but some of us recognize them and they're, you know, they're, they're really pretty decent. If Brian will go back just to the, the um, uh, blogger interface here, under settings, you see you have all these different tabs. Uh, members, will, where we are currently, is where you administer who uh, can be an author or administrator on the blog. Um, you can set uh, comments, uh, under comments, you can set uh, certain rules for allowing or disallowing um, comments. And you can also do that on a case-by-case -case basis. So for each entry, you can actually make it commentable or uncommentable. Why don't we uh, switch to showing a few examples of how this is being used here on campus. Uh, it's, 
it's fairly new. Uh, Colombia uh, currently does not um, has not implemented any sort of widespread uh, blog technology that they offer to everyone. So it's one of the reasons we look at third-party services uh, like Google. But folks who have departmental servers under their control or want to use a blogger type of thing, um, there are ways of of getting of doing blogs um, at the university now. And uh, the workshop that's happening right now across the way is, uh, for any of you maybe have gone to it or, or heard about it, um, they're talking about a, a course management system sort of on the horizon um, that, we, that Columbia may uh, eventually take on, uh, which is called Sakai. And Sakai is the concept behind Sakai. It's being developed by a consortium of about, I don't know how many institutions, like 50 or 100 uh, big research institutions. They're developing a course management system with a sort of component architecture, basically allowing blog tools or uh, wiki tools or different kinds of tools to be um, developed in, say, a place like Columbia or a place like MIT and have those made available through this Sakai framework to all institutions that are using Sakai. Um, if you can get a more detailed explanation from the folks across, across the way, uh, they've been really tracking it uh, pretty closely. And uh, we have a pilot running at Columbia, but we're not actually um, we're not actually certain yet whether the university is going to go down that road or not. Um, this is a dumb question, but Wiki is some kind of like an encyclopedia or a place where there's a lot of articles stored on this topic. What, what exactly is Wiki? Wiki, uh, it's a good, good question because I said it. Um, you're probably familiar with the Wikipedia, um, but what a Wiki is in its sort of bare bones is a website um, that anybody who can view it can edit it. So if we were, okay. if this were a wiki page, we'd see a little edit button over here and we could click that edit button and all of a sudden go in and start creating something. The Wikipedia um, is really uh, the collaboration of a lot of different people um, producing all those, those articles. Um, it's actually kind of fun if you want to go put your own name in, in the Wikipedia. You can actually make an, uh, an encyclopedia entry for yourself. Not that I've done it, but. Um, Wikipedia. So this is this is. I guess a good way to describe the wiki too is it's kind of next step beyond the, beyond the blog. Not to get into it, but uh, yeah. it's an environment where everything is editable and many people can, can uh, contribute to it. Right. And our center, just so you know, again, take my card. We do a lot of different wikis using the same uh, Wikipedia software, the same platform, which is called MediaWiki. Um, Here's an example of that edit feature. Great. Thanks. Um, so I just wanted to show a couple of different uses of blogs here on campus. This is one that I just, I just like. Um, our center has nothing to do with it. It's a, a blog uh, written and run by Peter White in the math department called Not Even Wrong. And it stems from an argument he made uh, uh, critiquing string theory by saying string theory, it's not even that it's wrong, it's just has no basis in reality whatsoever. And this is apparently a very contentious claim among, um, you know, physicists and, and cosmologists everywhere. And so he's actually built a fairly vibrant community. Right here, you can see, if you can see the URL, it's math.columbia.edu slash tilde white slash blog. Um, and uh, he's actually got quite a, quite a 
like I said, contentious debate going on on his blog about string theory and its, its uh, you know, uh, defenders and, and uh, so forth. So um, just to, to give you an idea of, of the scope of, of uh, that blog is that uh, Peter Wood has actually uh, become what he says is kind of absurd. He's become a, a celebrity in some circles just, just by uh, publishing his, his blog. But it's actually a really useful tool for him uh, in terms of tracking his own research and thought about this topic and, and actually collaborating with um, some other great minds who agree and disagree with him. This blog, again, one that, that our center has nothing to do with. I just, I really like the use of it. Uh, it's uh, called Genocide Prevention. This is hosted by another third-party service called TypePad. Um, and this is a, a blog that had its genesis in a course at SIPA um, uh, taught by Andrea Bartoli uh, called Genocide Prevention with, that he taught the first time um, last uh, semester. And the students uh, and him decided to create a, a, a blog where they would all be authors and they would all sort of track their, their thoughts and conversations about this idea of genocide prevention and its possibilities and limitations um, through the course of the term. Now this course is in its second term and a whole new crop of students is being added as authors additionally to this environment. And the thing I wanted to point out about uh, this blog in particular is that the students from last semester, from last spring, are still posting to it. So it's really becoming a sort of uh, community landing page for, for folks um, who've taken that course. And uh, it's, it's really sort of a, achieved one of the ideals that we think uh, blogs can achieve, which is to uh, really expand the class uh, ex classroom experience outside the confines of classrooms. Uh, you know, they, they've got all kinds of people uh, looking at the stuff that they post. And again, students who have graduated the, the SEPA program are still, you know, coming back to this site. And maybe they're working in the nonprofit world or, or whatever. Um, it's, it's creating something beyond the term, beyond the classroom, um, which is where, again, like we said earlier, where we think blogs can really do something. The last example I'll show, uh, just before wrapping this up, is the uh, uh, a um, blog site that we created, again, using Blogger. So this is an example of uh, customized templates um, that uh, you'll see there's some Latin on there. They're not going to start. This is an experimental blog that students are going to start working on uh, February 14th. Uh, this is a class that's underway at Barnard now called Environmental Literature, Ethics, and Action. And a critical component of this class is, uh, is the students' projects. So the students work in groups um, to, uh, they choose uh, certain environmental stewardship projects uh, that they want to work on. So one is, uh, some, one group of students is working on a, a, a libel suit against a professor here at Columbia who wrote an expose on um, um, big energy companies. Um, some other groups are looking at some other uh, grassroots environmental organizations and, and working with them throughout the semester. What they're doing on the blog site, which again is fairly blank right now, um, they're creating a project blog um, where their, their goal is really to um, 
A, track their thinking and, and sort of create this, this uh, narrative of their own, of the development of their thinking over the course of the term as they, you know, inquire into uh, the workings of the organization, if they're working on an organization, or the, the research that they're doing um, uh, for, for example, the, the legal case. Um, But one of, one of the key goals is, is to sort of up the stakes uh, for, for these students because they're, they're uh, upperclassmen who um, are, you know, either uh, concentrators in uh, environmental science or policy or one of these fields where um, communication is a big aspect of what they ultimately want to do. And they're using the blog environment to sort of expose themselves to a wider public that's also concerned with these issues. So part of the assignment, as they create their blog, they also are looking to uh, put that material before the organizations that they're working with or representing, put that material before uh, other uh, environmentally concerned folks out there and really try to build a dialogue into, um, into the assignment uh, themselves and, and really see um, you know, how it plays, how their work plays in a uh, public forum. Um, it's Diane Dietrich. It's, the, it's actually co-taught by um, three different uh, faculties. So Diane Dietrich sort of created the course, but Randy Balmer from Religion uh, is also teaching a segment on, on ethics, and Laura Wright, who's with um, the uh, NRDC, National uh, Natural Resources Defense Council.